Good evening. And on this uh, very beautiful evening, uh, we welcome all our guests and our visitors to the parish. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, at this time there's so much activity and families are gathering together and uh, uh, many people will be traveling this time. But I would like to make some suggestions uh, for your Christmas Day, especially to families where you're going to gather together as a family. First of all, I think, uh, uh, you know, it's a wonderful time for parents to teach about the infant Jesus, about Mary, about Joseph, about the sanctity of family life. And so one of the things that you might want to consider doing is, first of all, if you do not have the Advent candle, have a candle. And before your evening meal, why, or when you gather together, light that candle. Because that candle symbolizes Christ. You know, on Holy Saturday night, when the Paschal candle is brought up and church is all in darkness and the light that symbolizes the light of Christ in this world. And by lighting a candle in your home at your evening meal or the meal that you gather to reminds you that Jesus is the light of the world and Jesus should be the light of your family. And then the head of the family, the father, should stand and read either from Matthew's Gospel or Luke, the first chapters, the account of the birth of Jesus. To read that account. And then let one of the children comment on the passage. Let one of them say what they want to say about Jesus, about the birth of Jesus. And you'll be surprised, as scripture reminds us, from the lips of infants, very often come wisdom. And then another act that you might do, and uh, of course, is to have a place setting at your table for Jesus, just for him. And that's another wonderful way of teaching children about Jesus. And it's also a way of reminding the whole family, you know, that there's something precious about this family because Jesus is here. Jesus is with us. So you might consider some of those things. They're very effective, especially for father and mother to teach, to teach the real meaning of Christmas. Christ is born, our Savior and our Redeemer. Now, in our first reading, uh, it's a reading that reminds us of the, the reading yesterday, or last Sunday, of Zephaniah. That Zephaniah is only quoted about three times in the whole church year. And in that first reading of last week, if you remember, he proclaimed 
the joy of the people of Israel because the Savior is promised. And again, today we have a reading, the first reading. It's from the prophet uh, who says and reminds us, a prophet that uh, is called Micah, and he was a prophet at the time of the, the terrible king Ahas and his wife Zezebel and the, the prophet Elijah, all of that, you know. It was a time of violence. It was a time of unrest and time of dissolution of the kingdom. And he cried out and to remind them that there would be given hope that there would come from the least of them all, Bethlehem, a Savior. And that his name would be peace. Now remember, if you go to Matthew's Gospel, the account of the wise men, you remember they came to Herod, they came from the east, they were following a star. They were looking for the Savior. And they stopped at Herod and they said, where is he? We're looking for him. And uh, Herod inquired, well we're, well, we're following the star. And uh, Herod said, well, when you get there, be sure and let me know. And then he called, after they left, he called all the uh, theologians, the wise men, the rulers, uh, the all the leaders of the people and brought them together and he said, now, where is this? What is the prophecy? And the prophecy they remembered was Micah. And they told him in Bethlehem would be the savior of your people. And of course, Herod thought, ah, a king that will usurp my throne. And then we remember the wise men were told, now don't go back, go to your homeland. And then that terrible slaughter of the innocents, the terrible crime of Herod, crime of jealousy, of envy of God's plan. And then we come to something else this evening that's very touching. And that's Mary and Elizabeth. You know, if you read Matthew's Gospel, it's very matter-of-fact and it's very touching. She was with child, a young woman, maybe 16, 17 years of age. And uh, uh, in those days, you know, engagements were uh, very solemn. And she was engaged to Joseph. And being a just man, that's what we read in Scripture, he didn't want to harm her. He just wanted to put her away where maybe she could have her child in secrecy. And uh, then we know that uh, Joseph has said, no, you take this child. It's of the Holy Spirit. It's very matter-of-fact. We can imagine uh, the heart of Joseph because he loved very much Mary. 
And then we find Mary going to Elizabeth. We might ask ourselves why. Well, the angel said, you know, uh, if, that you might know that this is truly of God. Elizabeth, your cousin, is going to conceive in her old age. And for Mary and for her people, the surest sign of God's proof and love was the birth of a child, the conception of a child in the womb. And in the old age, when it's impossible, and the angel said, that you might know that nothing is impossible with God. So maybe that's why Mary wanted to go to Elizabeth. But there might be another reason too. Young, frightened, to be with someone that would protect her and love her. Or perhaps knowing Elizabeth well, old age, about to give birth, to be with her in her time. We can only imagine, we can only pray about it, but we can see the love there, can't we? The wonderful love they had for one another and the trust in God. You know, Elizabeth said, the womb, the baby leaped in my womb when you entered the door. And what is this? That the mother of my Lord would come to me. The great act of faith that in the womb of Mary was Jesus, the Lord, the God, the Savior. This is the beautiful events that we're celebrating and we'll celebrate on Christmas. But there's something else I think that's very important to remember. That when Mary bore the Word, the Word was made flesh and dwelt amongst her. From Mary's substance, the Word took our flesh, became one with us, and transformed human race and the destiny of all of us. By taking the body, we can say, through him, he has transformed our life. That we are no longer destined just for time, but we are destined for eternity. And that he loves us. He loves us. He became one with us. Can you imagine that? You know, if you look at your own sins, can you imagine that he would be like me? Or the terrible crimes that are committed in humanity every day. 
He became like us. He gave us hope. He transforms our life. It's different. We're meant for him. He lived for us. He died for us. And then, not only through him have we a new existence, but in him and with him, with him, our lives become a prayer, sacrificial. Have you ever thought that you, father, mother, when you get up in the morning and everything you do for your children in the day is a sacrificial prayer? Everything's a prayer. Sacrificial. Because Christ is our high priest and we participate in his priesthood. When you go to work, your profession, your trade, Whatever your work is, it's just not any kind of work. It's a sacrificial act of Christ. It's a prayer. You know, sometimes we get a little bored with life, what we do. But if we do everything with love, we're part of that sacrificial life of Christ on the cross. And then, you know, that in this sacrificial life, we find our being. It is in him I live and move and have my being. St. Paul says that. And we're able to call God our Father. The creator of heaven and earth is our Father. And he can't stop loving us because he's infinite love. He can't. And that's why Mary helps us to know how to most please our Lord. Because she was obedient. She said yes and she identified herself with the will of God in everything that happened in her life. She's our model. How to become a saint. It's not visions, it's not ecstasies, it's not doing great things for most of us. It's just doing little things in love and being obedient to God's will his commandments did he not say if you love me you will keep my commandments God bless you